1: Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
2: It's time to take command with former NFL tight end Logan Paulson and former Commander's Beat reporter Craig Hoffman.
3: Welcome into the second annual crossover edition of the Train with the Best podcast and Take Command. That is Chris Gores, the host of the Train with the Best podcast. That is Logan Paulson, the host of the Take Command podcast. Right. And I'm Craig Hoffman, the host of both podcasts. What's up, boys? <laughs> yeah, what Not up? much, man. How you doing? Uh, I'm doing well. I, I think you had the latest night of all of us last yeah, night. Yeah, I
2: mean, when you get when you get here, it's like... I got obligatory to stay up till some ungodly hour, then get up at an ungodly hour and just be like, we got to just ride it out. But you guys yeah. went to the Pacers game though, right? We, we went to the
4: Pacers game and then we went to dinner afterwards at the obligatory Harry and Izzy's for, for the shrimp cocktail because <laughs> yeah, no we doubt. have a first timer here, right?
3: Yeah, our guy Lance, uh, he was shrimp cocktail one, Lance zero. Uh, well, dude,
2: if you don't know that there's horseradish in that, like that'll just straight.
4: Well, so, he, so here's what he did. He, he did the classic rookie mistake of he, we told him what it was. Uh he had his first one with a little bit of sauce, and it was he felt cocky about it, so <laughs> he he gets the second one with a big bite and yeah. then, you know it uh doesn't work out got well
2: clear got everything cleared out i bet <laughs> exactly that nasal cavity is nice and clean and everything's feeling good right
4: but you know what it's it's funny it, one of the things that he said yesterday is the the way that he put it is like this is like n f l homecoming yeah because because it like you like said that, yeah. you, you you link up with friends who yeah. you haven't seen in a while and you see people that you know and you know you thought you were gonna have an early night and then yeah. that early night ends up being 130
2: yeah and it's just like you know like i bumped into sean laval last night the guy that i played with. he's like what an, he's like an agent now you know he was, an agent yeah now? he's like talking about all his guys yeah it was just good to catch up and talk to some of my coaches then my agents here and yeah just like and then it's like so it's only about probably 30 or 40 minutes with each guy, but yeah. the volume of people here is
3: right. so high. That yeah. just and they, the conversations flow one into another. You like, yeah. You're like you at whatever spot you're at. Yep. Yeah. You turn around or someone sees you, they come up and you're kind of at the end of one conversation, yeah. but you stand in the same spot for three hours. <laughs> yeah, to <those> exactly, <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's, that's exactly right. That's kind of how it goes. All right. So the reason we do this is because the combine is kind of this mix of performance training and football. And that is essentially what our two podcasts are. Performance mm-hmm. training and football and i think this year in particular there's two big topics Washington Commanders adjacent and, and NFL Combine adjacent that have that fitness crossover that are that are going to be interesting for us to talk about today the first is this decision by Marvin Harrison Jr to not only work out here but not work out for a pro day he's not doing any drill type of stuff he is training to be a football player next year in the NFL not training to interview to be a football player in the NFL. And then a little bit later, we're going to have some fun with a topic that I know JP Finley and and Mitch Tischler did on Galway football pod yesterday, but we have uh, two guys that have have actually worked on building gyms and Chris owns a giant (laughs) facility. Um, facility. So, so with the commanders investing $75 million in FedEx field and the facility in Ashburn, and we know that they've got their eyes on ultimately building a new practice facility. What would a state of the art modern NFL gym look like? For Chad Englehart and his crew to work in, so uh, that's going to be what we talk about today. But let's start, Logan, with the just the, like the football decision-making process. Marvin Harrison decides, I'm not doing any of these drills. I'm not only doing not doing them here. I'm not doing them in Columbus. I am training to become a football player next year. What do you make of that decision? Short-term, long-term ramifications. I mean,
2: I think it's really smart. I think uh, you know, like, and I think there is a precedent for it. I know people think it's unprecedented, but I look at Drake London last year and like, you know, or two years ago, and the big question about him was like, what is he going to run from a forty standpoint? He never ran it. You know, get Dallas Goddard a couple years before that. Big questions about his speed. Just don't run your forty. And so, like, when I talk to agents, when I talk to my agent, when he's advising guys, it's like if it's not going to help you. Don't do it. So with him, there's nothing about this process at this point, just based on the film and what he's done and his career that that needs to be justified at this point. Like I think I've said this on the podcast before, he's been the cleanest evaluation of any player that I've ever done. He's big, he's fast, he's got good route running nuance, he makes contested catches, does he drop the ball occasionally? Yeah, but so does everybody. And nothing he does here outside of the interview process is going to help him. So for me, it's like the only thing that can happen here is that even if you run a 4-2, it's like, great. You're not moving up anywhere. You're not right. bypassing a quarterback. Right. So, But if you do run a 4-6, like, you're going to be maybe out of the top 10. So I would just say, stand out with what you got. And then with regards to not doing anything at, the, at your pro day, I think the same logic applies there. And I think, you know, Chris, you can probably speak to this a little bit too, though. It's like one of the things that I came out of my combine prep when I was uh, coming out, which was like a million years ago, is I felt like I was very underprepared for – rookie mini camp, OTAs, and training camp, right? And it's because you're preparing in a very specific way for very specific events. So I do think it's kind of smart for him. And from an injury prevention standpoint, I think it's going to kind of allow him to establish foundations that's going to be very productive for his NFL career.
1: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive.
0: Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step and into your home too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.
4: Yeah, I think you you, you hit all the points about like, if you can't raise your stock, then then why you do right? this? Like, yeah. You're just you're just betting to uh, lose money at this point, right? Like, so uh, it's, it's a great decision for him and we we've touched on this on previous podcasts the nfl combine is an underwear competition yeah right like it it isn't football so if your goal is to as for him he's probably thinking about getting the numbers that he needs to get to get to his second contract i mean you know for somebody like him who's who's been around the league who has a father that can mentor him and and he knows how the game is played he knows i got to produce right so uh his decision to just work on football is is a good is a good one for yeah. him.
2: I mean, I, I agree. Yeah,
3: no, I, I think for him specifically it's it's the obvious decision. And I am very curious though that it's not kind of come out. Albert Breer was the one who wrote the story for MMQB and NSI. Like, I think this is gonna be something more people do from the training side of it. Cause I, I feel like the kind of a lot of guys skip the combine, mm-hmm. uh, then they wind up running at the pro day. And it's kind of like this, oh, okay, we'll do it you know, kind of almost reluctance to do it. And and they typically perform fine because they're the best athletes in the draft. The guys that are making these decisions versus the guys who are like, I need to do everything because I need every chance possible to impress people. Um, But I think overall, like for the, the idea that he is not even playing the game is, I I don't know how many guys are going to get to make that decision um, based off their draft stock. But I think there's like kind of a second layer question here, which is, is more guys should do it anyway. Like, if you're if you're trying to get into the top 10 and you're maybe in the 20s right now right and you know that a 4-3 can can change your your slot money and it's that significant of a financial impact Mm -hmm. then maybe it's it's worth it but if you're if you're the difference between the second and third round right and and you're 40 or your bench or your shuttle or whatever it is based off your position that's the most important thing your movement drills on the field wouldn't you rather just be a better football player as a rookie
2: I think you would. Uh, But I also think like there is this like, especially in the second and third round, like you're moving up and there is something to be said for being a second round pick as opposed to being a fifth round pick. Like the team has more time invested in you. And so if you can do something to push yourself into that category, I think you should. And so that's I I think you're kind of we're kind of saying the same thing. I think if it it will help you and you believe it can help you, you should do it. But I was talking to my agent last night and he's like, I'm not going to have one of my guys run tomorrow. Because I don't think he's going to run as fast as he needs to run. And then it just becomes a question about like who he is. And he's still here to do the interviews. He's going to jump. He's going to do everything else. But like, I think if it's if it's not a data point that's going to help you, like use basically what I'm saying is if you're an athlete, if you're an agent, use this process to help you. Don't use it as like something right. like, to hinder you or something right. that they can use against you. I think about it's, Kyle it's Hamilton. It's not a requirement right. to do
3: all this stuff.
4: Right, right. Like,
2: I think about Kyle Hamilton from a couple of years ago. What if he never runs a 40? Is he a top five pick? Maybe, right? Yeah. And so he costs himself a lot of money by running the 40 here. Didn't go well. Ran at his pro day. Didn't go well there. There's no doubt about like his film and everything that he's a good football player. So if I if I was his agent, I'm like, we know the numbers you're hitting in, in practice. They're not what we need. Go jump. Go do what you got to do. That's fine. Because I think when you look at his jump measurements, Kyle Hamilton specifically, they were excellent. Yeah. And so you're like, this means he's explosive, twitched up. He just doesn't run fast in a straight line. So why are yeah. we, we messing with that?
4: Yeah. No, I think... Running fast in a straight line is a very unique thing. It's really? something that we train for. It's something yeah. that you train for for months. And uh, again, you're running in essentially track spikes and underwear. And that's not necessarily going to be something that you're going to do on the field, I would in hope it's not something you're going to do on the field. Yeah, yeah, not
3: necessarily. Yeah. If something, if you are running in track spikes and underwear, you become a streaker at the Super Bowl. You are no longer a <laughs> yeah, NFL yeah. football player. Right, right.
4: I don't think that's how they're trying to get onto uh, the field. Yeah, no. yeah. So, well,
2: and like in terms of training, I think people like need to understand it's like it's a drastically different skill set you're learning. To me, it's like. Like I do max velocity training with all my athletes, but mm-hmm. I do it in the same way that I would do a back squat. Like you want like max absolute strength development, but you also want like the contractive velocity. It's just a tool, right? So you're never sure. using it as a way that I'm like a metric. I'm like quantifying every single week or whatever. but. Like the the mechanics of the run changes, right? Right. Good receivers run with their feet a little bit wider apart, like a little bit of base, you know, like like two to three inches between their feet, because it helps them change direction. Mm-hmm. And when you're running for your forty, your feet have to come in really nice and tight. Mm-hmm. And so, like, you never hit those same positions necessarily. So there is a specificity element to this drill that people forget about. And, I th- and again, we talk about this every single year, but it's like so far away from football. And it is, it's a good metric, you know, because you can go apples to apples. I can go, oh, you ran a 4-2? This guy ran a 4-2. Like, oh, we go back and watch right. the film. Is it on right. film? Great. It's a great thing for evaluators. But again, if you're not going to do well with it, it's, it's, it's a lot of time, to your point, Chris. Like it's a lot it's of time. Three months, four months of you just training for this. The training style is totally different you become a track
4: athlete as opposed to football yes that's exactly right like everything becomes about the math and the science of 20 steps like how do we improve 20 steps and everything that we do is is geared towards those first six steps and those last eight steps right so um that's not what football is so if we are going to dedicate two months of training to 20 steps Right. Like, that's just that's just a lot of time and energy that is not the same way that we use Max Velocity when we're training an actual football athlete. Right. Right.
1: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds.